want a girl with a short skirt and long, long discussions about whether or not Lost is a good TV show. Hi, welcome to all the best podcasts have daddy issues. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich. And I'm Emma May. And today we're here to talk about episode eight, Confidence Man. But before we do, at the beginning of every episode, without fail, we have never missed one or even two weeks in a row of doing this. We do talk about our fathers. So, Emma, I have a question for you. In keeping with the theme of today's episode, has your dad ever conned anybody out of money or goods or services? I can confidently say that he has not. Has your dad, Nolan? Um, I don't know if he's conned anybody out of money. I think he could if he wanted to, though. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he has. Uh, he's got a he's got a con man spirit, but I think he uses it for good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, I always think it's funny. That's like a uh, a thing that I've noticed in TV shows, especially like kind of newer ones. Is like they'll give somebody like daddy issues in a show by making their parent a con man. And so, like, you know, the episode where this character's dad comes into town, turns out he's a con man, and they got to deal with that. And I think that's such a funny thing, because I don't I don't know if I've ever met anyone like that yeah. in real life. And, uh, but, well, there we go. Now we know. Episode 8, what did you think? The first Sawyer episode. I loved it. Especially following last week's. Yeah. Um, and getting a Damon Lindelof written episode after that mm-hmm. like i am just yeah really happy that it went that way and we got to know more about sawyer yes i so it went for me it went from i think um house of the rising sun was my favorite episode so far then the moth was my least favorite so far i still think i don't think confidence man reaches as high as house of the rising sun but i do like this episode a lot mm-hmm. uh, it's just great josh holloway is really good He's handsome, um, and he's a good actor. Yeah, the the full package. Because mm-hmm. uh, Sawyer should suck big time, and he kind of does. I mean, not to say that like he's like some he's like ultra lovable or anything like that, but he's still compelling to watch, even though he's an absolute dirtbag. Mm-hmm. This is a great episode. Well, yeah, let's let's jump into it then. Uh, directed by Tucker Gates, who has directed four million TV shows. There wasn't any one thing. It says on his IMDb that he's known for uh, directing episodes of Lost and Alias. Oh, really? I was going to ask if he did soap operas or anything like that, because there is kind of a soap opera feel to the flashbacks. Sure. The flashbacks are interesting, because this is the first one where it's not, like, showing how they got to Australia. Mm Mm-hmm. And... I think that, I mean, it makes sense to show why everybody gets to Australia, obviously, but I think this one benefits from being able to just tell its own side story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Sawyer does need some more deaths because he's Mm -hmm. just, like, been pretty awful and gets more awful throughout the episode. So I'm glad Mm -hmm. that they were able to, like, peel back more layers for him and give him a tortured past. Uh, and then, yeah, this was written by uh, Damon Lindelof. I think this was the first one he's written, right? Or was there one earlier? Did he have anything to do with the pilot? He did, but he didn't... I don't think he wrote him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he did. I don't know. It's um, You'd think having just 
you know, watched that and covered it, I would remember, but I don't. Oh well. Uh, this episode aired on November 10th, 2004, so let's jump into it. Kate is walking down the beach, and uh, she sees a pile of clothes, some boots, and a paperback watership down, um, and then who comes strolling out of the ocean uh, is Sawyer. He's not wearing anything. Mm-hmm. This is pure fan service. She, <laughs> she, uh, she gives him like, oh, it must be cold without your trunks. Like trying to kind of like make fun of him or whatever. And and he he just kind of gives her, a, oh well, you know, why don't you come over and warm me up or something like that. Um, I think it would have been really funny if he had done like a full like George Costanza, mm-hmm. I was in the pool type thing. Yeah. That would have been really fun to watch. Might have been too much at the beginning of the episode, but I think this scene is actually pretty, like, even though it is just fan service, uh, it does kind of set up, like, uh, Sawyer having the book and Kate, him, like, you know, flirting weird with Kate. Mm-hmm. Which, he's flirted with her a little bit so far, but... Mostly been a creep. Yeah. He hasn't been, I think, as creepy as he is this episode, though, mm-hmm. up yeah. until now. Um, so <laughs> we get a flashback. Uh, it's a woman saying, oh, you're incredible, Sawyer, uh, because they're uh, uh, they're having sex. Uh, wouldn't you believe it? Seems like Sawyer's in love. They're, they're whispering sweet nothings to each other. But she notices, oh, no, you're late for your meeting. So he, he rushes out of bed, clumsily gets dressed, and uh, knocks over... Uh, the the briefcase that he has full of money. Um, and he says, oh, you weren't exactly supposed to see that. Now, Emma, would you have fallen for this? Um, I would have been extremely suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> like, why, like, why are you just carrying around a briefcase full of money? My thought is, if you have $140,000 in cash, um, which, you know, to me, not a lot of money, but I, I know to some people it is, um... But if you have that much in cash, buy, you, you can also afford a briefcase that has a good lock. Yeah. So, doesn't add up. But this woman is not as smart as us, as we will see. <laughs> so, we go back to the island. Sawyer's walking through the jungle in his plain blue, uh, markingless toddler t-shirt. I think those are so funny. We needed a music slut. Mm-hmm. So bad here. Mm-hmm. He'd just make something up. I don't know. Uh, but uh, he sees he comes across Boone going through his stash in the woods. Jack is in the caves patching up Saeed, and Saeed's explaining how he was knocked out. Um, you know, he didn't see anything, and the equipment was destroyed. Uh, and while they're talking, they get interrupted because Shannon brings in Boone, and Sawyer has just beaten the crap out of him. Which uh, tracks. I don't think Boone's winning that fight. No, and he's so tactless. There's a way to go about that, and he... Well, that's the thing, is, like, the only thing you know about Sawyer is that he values the stuff that he's grabbed uh, very, very much. So, like, just going straight for it. And also, like, up until this point, anytime somebody's asked him for something, he has given them a hard time and then given it to them. Mm -hmm. Like, without question. So, like, why not not approach him first? Luckily, Sawyer uh, manages to... uh, Make the situation worse throughout the episode, otherwise we would be putting this all in boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so at first I was so happy because look who's back, it's Claire. She's still on the island, even though she hasn't been here for two episodes. 
Uh, and then we get to one of my least favorite subplots of any episode. <laughs> Charlie is worried about Claire and wants her to move to the caves. But she likes the beach because uh, she wants to get rescued. And Charlie gives her, like, oh, yeah, when we get rescued. Like, I guess they're implying, like, Charlie knows that they're not going to get rescued. But I feel like at this point, everyone kind of knows that, right? Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, Charlie needs to uh, back off. I have get a job, stay away from her, written in my notes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Boone explains uh, to Jack that he was going through Sawyer stuff, looking for Shannon's inhaler. And Shannon doesn't like people knowing, I guess, breathing isn't cool, is Boone's exact words. Uh, So we finally have one singular trait about Shannon that it does not involve her being, like, an absolute bitch to every single person that she's in contact with. Yeah. Which is that she has asthma. So this episode has a ton of, like, cut content or stuff that they changed from the script. The only thing that I really want to mention is that this was originally not supposed to be Boone and Shannon. It was supposed to be, like, a 50-year-old dude and his wife. Oh, like new uh, characters? It, yeah, like new characters oh. that they were kind of pulling from the extras. Um, mm. I think it's a big mistake that they didn't do that, honestly. A common criticism of the show is that uh, they don't... You know, you over, you have, like, your 12 people or whatever it is... And then all these extras are just only ever extras. They mm-hmm. don't really bring people from the ranks. And I think that's a little bit silly because it's like, well, you can't have a show about 25 different people. I think it would have been good to have some people that they brought forward to have, you know, just have extra characters that they could they could go to when they need to. And just make it a little more believable and dynamic, too. Mm-hmm. Especially because this doesn't add anything to Boone or Shannon's characters. I don't know. I thought it was kind of sweet to see them be a little more vulnerable. It's definitely the most, like, caring we've seen them be to each other. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so Boone thinks that Sawyer has Shannon's inhalers uh, because he's reading Watership Down, which was in Boone's stuff. And he says that if Shannon has an attack, it's not going to be good. Now, do... I don't have asthma, or I don't think I know anyone who has asthma. But I always thought it was like a, if you get out of breath, you can't get your breath back type thing. Yeah, I I think that there is an anxiety element to it too. But mm. I, I don't know for sure. I don't have asthma myself either. Yep, our lungs are too good to provide any real insight on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have asthma, please email us. Allthebestpodcasts at gmail.com. Let us know if this is how it works. Back on the beach, Sawyer is... Uh, reading a letter, which I think we've seen him read before, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jack comes in and just immediately starts ransacking his tent. Again, doing the Boone method. Like, you already know that that didn't work. Yes. I, it, this is, yeah. Especially because, like, it wasn't in his hidden stuff. So it's probably not going to be here on the, on the beach. Mm-hmm. Also, he has a, uh, pretty secluded, like, just come over when he's not there. Like, yeah. you can... You should be able to do that without, like, making him mad. But I guess you don't really care about making him mad. They have a a, a real heated argument. <laughs> Sawyer's exact line is, I don't know what kind of commie share fest you guys are running over in Cave Town, but down here, possession is nine-tenths. I, it's a good, I think it's good that they didn't have him use the phrase, stand your ground. <laughs> but it feels like they could have. <laughs> so Sawyer, Jack tells Sawyer to get up, and they're clearly about to to have a fight, and then Kate comes by. 
and Jack walks off so mad, uh, but they do not fight. In flashback, Sawyer is explaining this complicated, like, the thing about this is, like, it just isn't, it isn't believable at all. If you buy a share, the government triples it. Like, it just sounds so fake, so it's hard to believe that he's able to convince anyone to do it. But, I mean, I guess that's why he's a con man. Yeah. Um, but he he needs to get money from, you know, a, a made-up investor that he's going to a meeting with. And um, the woman he's sleeping with, Jess, offers to get the money from her husband. Now, this makes Sawyer pause when he looks in the mirror. And I think it's kind of trying to make you think, like, Oh, Sawyer didn't know she was married at, at like at this point, but we do find out like he does know like he is planning for it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is like him kind of like realizing that he's becoming or he has become just the original Sawyer and then seeing the kid at the end obviously is kind of the culmination of that or what the deal is there. But it's weird that it makes it makes him stop. Again, though, it like seems very similar to the way that a soap opera would unfold like moments like that may give me that soap opera feel for sure i see that well it's weird lost loves to have its big reveals at the end of the episode and so it kind of makes it so that to get there you have to have like like there has to be like little reveals all along the way and then a big one at the end and it ends up making some stuff not really make sense like that Mm -hmm. um But yes, that is very soap opera. Back on the beach, Jack is real mad. Um, He's breathing through his mouth, so we know that he's angry. He's saying that he wants to kill Sawyer, and Kate asks him why he what's stopping him, and he says, oh, we're not savages, not yet. Uh, And Kate offers to go talk to Sawyer because he says that they have a connection. And then Jack is immediately jealous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess maybe you can chalk it up to him being very worked up about the Shannon thing, but it is uh, funny where he's like, well, do you? It's like, what do you you care? You've known each other eight days, or two weeks, I guess. Sawyer is uh, chopping wood, and uh, Kate asks Sawyer what he wants for the inhalers, and uh, he says that he'll do him, he'll give him over for a kiss. And uh, Kate says nobody's that disgusting, and she clearly kind of hits home for him um but it also is what he wants right like this is what this is the reaction that he's trying to get Mm -hmm. but she says that she's seen sawyer reading the letter and she can tell that he cares about it uh so he she doesn't think that he's you know the person that he's pretending to be uh he gets real angry uh when she mentions it and pulls it out makes her read it out loud uh it's addressed uh to him saying dear mr sawyer and it's a kid that uh, his mom got conned, and the father found out that their money was gone and killed the mom and then killed himself. And so you start to realize, like, oh, Sawyer is, like, a really bad dude here. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, by the end of the episode, we find out it's not him, but he's also living like this. Like, this is what he's doing. Yeah, he's playing the part pretty well. And when he says, now how about that kiss? Ugh. Yeah. I wrote yikes in all caps in my notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's a bummer of a plot line. It also is like if she had said yes right here, that would have uh, I, I don't know what that would have accomplished. Like that would have really sucked. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> would have really sucked. But 
Uh, I guess that's why the episode has to keep going. Um, Saeed is questioning Locke about where he was uh, the previous night, and Locke says, oh, everyone, you know, uh, saw me skin and bore, uh, something like that. Um, and then Locke is kind of a little shit-stirrer. Here. He is. He's, I, he's kind of like... He's packing in that uh, that black powder he's real tight being here. He's so manipulative. Uh, he says, you know, whoever attacked him has a reason for not wanting to get off the island, which is probably true, uh, or at least a reason for them not to be found. And so Locke says it was Sawyer, uh, because he's the one that's profiting by staying on the island. Uh, and, but Saeed says, no, he couldn't have done it uh, because of the uh, fireworks. And then Locke says, fireworks? There was fireworks on a plane? And Saeed says, thank God for fireworks, smugglers. Um, <laughs> Locke says, well, anybody who watches TV knows how to improvise a slow fuse. You use a cigarette. Wait, uh, like, he, there was a long pause between there's a cigarette. And I was waiting with oh, bated breath because I was yeah. like, no, I watch plenty of TV. I don't, I don't know how you do that. Yeah. How do you do that? But... That's it was some a MacGyver surprise, stuff. You know, cigarette. Now I know yeah. more. Yeah, I just I think about it and I'm like, all right, like if we're looking at the and obviously we have the benefit of having of seeing it from everyone's perspective, but for that to have worked, it, I just I don't know how long a cigarette takes to burn in a damp rainforest, tropical well, environment too. Like so, like we're just assuming on base that Sawyer knows how to. Uh, like, how long it is, right? Like, he knows how to time it perfectly, so right at 5 o'clock, it'll go off. Um, which, maybe he does. But then, whatever that amount of time is, he has to get from wherever he was at all the way to where Saeed is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems unrealistic. So it doesn't seem like... I don't think it was Sawyer, right, that hit him. Right. Uh, truthfully, I do not remember who hit him. I've watched the show quite a bit, and I don't... Uh, is not coming back to me here, so... Uh, but Locke uh, definitely wants uh, Saeed to go after Sawyer on this, and so he gives a, he also gives a knife to Saeed, saying it's just for protection, but, like, you know, he's also just accused Sawyer of sabotaging everyone's chances. Mm-hmm. So Shannon is, I guess, not quite having an asthma attack, but she's having some breathing issues, and so- <laughs> Sawyer strolls in to get some water... This is very funny to me. He, like, comes in, he's got, like, his water bottles on his shoulder, and he's almost, like, whistling a little tune. Mm -hmm. Like, he looks so casual coming in, and then everyone's just staring at him. Jack punches Sawyer a couple times, which hurts his dislocated shoulder, uh, and then Jack stops when he sees everybody watching him. And then uh, Sawyer, uh, you know, is just on the ground, lips bloody, just everyone's staring at him with disgust, and he's just drinking it all in. And again, this is what he wants. Or at least, at least this is what his actions... Like, this is the only thing his actions could, could bring him. Right. So, back at... Uh, off the island, Sawyer and Jess are conning her husband. They say Sawyer works at a car dealership with her. So, for this cover to work, maybe they lied and said that he works there? But, or... Do you think that Sawyer has been working at a car dealership? And that's how he, like, started this con to begin with? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. He'd be I a like good used I, yes. car salesman. He'd be great oh, at it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the uh, Speaking of which, I guess 
I should mention, I didn't really talk about it previously because I didn't want to give away his backstory, but so when Josh Holloway auditioned to be Sawyer, um, the character was originally like a city slicker, like real, uh, you know, fast-talking con man, and they liked him so much that they changed it to be, you know, this more like southern angry type character that Sawyer is. But it is interesting. I feel like that would... The, the car dealership thing would work a lot better for not Sawyer. But yeah, yeah he would be good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sawyer offers to leave the money with them overnight uh, as a show of faith. Uh, and he starts to walk, but the husband tells him to wait. And he's got him on the hook now. Classic shot. Yes, classic. It's great. I mean, this is why Lost is so fun. I think I talked about it a little bit previously too but like just being able to have a different genre for every flashback Mm -hmm. where you can just kind of do like your because you don't have to make them that that long or intricate either like you can just do a a a good con um for sawyers you can have it just be a you know get through all your 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 con man tropes and it's fun Mm -hmm. okay yeah so claire and charlie are doing laundry and and they're talking about what they missed most from home um and charlie asks her like what are you craving food wise are you craving pickles or whatever i mean you're pregnant and she says that she's craving peanut butter peanut butter Mm -hmm. uh she's the only australian who loves peanut butter apparently seems like that can't possibly be true but maybe it is maybe they don't like peanut butter over there uh what's that yeah what do they have vegemite vegemite Mm mm-hmm yeah, I've never tried that. Have you? I don't think I have. It's a little too savory for my taste. Like, savory this... spreads kind of gross me out. Oh, I didn't even know it was savory. I think it is. At least it smells yeah. savory. Yeah. It just sounds bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like it's like a Soylent Green. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Charlie makes a deal that if he can get her some peanut butter, um, she'll move to the caves. Now, you, as a viewer, might be thinking at this moment, well, how's Charlie going to get her peanut butter? Uh, There's absolutely no way. Mm -hmm. It would be insane if he could. And I guess you'll just have to keep watching to see how he does it. Shannon has, like, a full asthma attack in the caves. Jack is able to calm her down by getting her to breathe, but uh, she's clearly not doing good, and the anxiety is making it worse. Mm -hmm. This is, in my opinion, great acting from Maggie Grace. Yeah. Um, because she's had to play someone who's truly just a caricature up until this point. And so for her to like really lean into the, like you just talk about like the vulnerable side of her. It's interesting and good. Yeah, she does a really good job this episode. And I think mm-hmm. Boone does too. Yeah. Old uh, Ian Summeralder. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rosy-cheeked man himself. Uh, so Saeed <laughs> just straight up offers to Jack to torture Sawyer. Uh, to get the information and you know he says he has experience with it Jack says oh I thought you were a communications officer and then Saeed says part of my training entailed getting people to communicate Uh, that line has to have been used like a thousand times in action movies right yeah yeah I didn't like well I I really hate it like the next five minutes (laughs) of this episode Um, but like that 
interaction, especially to just kind of knowing how the episode ends seems really out of character that he would just offer up that information so freely. Um, but again, got to move the story forward somehow. So I guess it makes some sense, but it just seems out of character. I have some thoughts on this that maybe I might save until we get towards the end of the episode. Okay. Uh, after everything's said and done. But yeah, it is weird that he he just offers it. Like, it's just such a strange thing to just straight up offer. I guess he thinks that Sawyer smashed the communications equipment. Which, if that's the case, and, like, we're not looking at it like, oh, this is a TV show, and they're only on episode 8, so I know they're not getting off the island tomorrow. Like, for him to... If there's one person sabotaging things, like, I guess you do need to, you know, deal with that person. I don't know if you need to kill him or what, but... Mm -hmm. So, it makes sense, but it isn't saying that he's just assuming it's Sawyer. So, Charlie and Hurley are walking through the woods, um... Hurley is telling him, you know, the food from the plane is just completely gone. There's nothing left. And Charlie thinks he has, like, a secret stash or something. And he says, I mean, there's got to be something to look at you. Um, yeah. This sucks. It, it, it's... So, 2004, obviously, being fat was just a punchline, which it kind of still is. Um, and Or it, it oscillates between it's a punchline or... Uh, it's completely not at all. Um, this, I guess, is an explanation for them from the show on why Hurley hasn't lost weight. It's been, like, two weeks at this point is yeah. what Charlie says. So, like, you know, even if he just even if he just straight up hadn't eaten anything, I don't think any of them had, would have lost too much weight. And certainly, like, Hurley is not going to lose so much weight that you're going to be able to notice it right away. Right. It's just a really odd thing for them to feel like they need to... When there's so much other stuff, like, hey, why don't why don't you guys put on explanation for why there's fifty tarps yeah, on this plane? Right. Why is there tar- why is there even one tarp on this yeah. plane? This doesn't make any sense. Go back to the uh, fireworks thing. Like, I want to know yeah. more about that storyline. Yeah. Well, and then Charlie says, "Thank God for fat guy smugglers." Um, uh, it's it's dumb. I I don't think that it's a real issue. Um, and I guess while they were shooting the show. Jorge Garcia did actually start losing weight. I don't know if it was like a just as a product of him being on the island or as a or he was just purposefully trying to lose weight, but they told him to stop because mm. they wanted it to be consistent for him between the show and the flashbacks like it wouldn't make sense if he but I don't think that TV viewers like if he had gone to be like just a beanpole, sure that's one thing, but I think if he had just been Skinny. It's just a bummer to me that they did that. Yeah, there's um, ways that they could have written something in to explain that. Like, Yeah. Or, hey, this magical island that healed the guy's legs uh, so that he can walk again. What if uh, it also made this guy a little bit skinnier? <laughs> <laughs> but no matter what, we can all agree that in this scene, Charlie is 100% insufferable. Yeah. Um, not sympathetic in any way. I remember... The first time I watched this, being thoroughly charmed by Charlie. And I think that's partially because Dominic Moynihan is a charming actor. Yeah. Um, so if this was anyone less charismatic, I guess it would really suck. But uh, it sucks anyways. I don't like it. Back in the caves, Michael is trying to clean a fish, and he's doing a bad job. And um, 
He's cleaning it with like a plane, a piece of a plane, isn't he? Like it's not even a knife. Yeah, you would think he maybe he doesn't want to talk to Locke. I don't know. Yeah. You'd think he'd be able to get one of the 400 knives that Locke brought. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just handing them out, you know, yeah, willy yeah, He's just giving them to anyone who has a grudge. So all Michael has to do is be like, oh yeah, maybe I want to kill Sawyer and Locke will give him right. one. I also, I mean, obviously this is a very small part of the episode, but I do like whatever special effect they do. I don't know if that is a special effect or if it was just a, a fish. But, like, when he, you know, screws it up and gets all the guts everywhere, mm-hmm. it's gross. Yeah. It looks good, though. Really. Um, Michael is not in this episode very much, but I do love Harold Perrineau. He's so great. He's awesome. Um, he makes all that stuff so fun. So, Sun comes by and offers to help Shannon. She says she thinks she has a way that she can help. Back on the beach, we finally get it, I believe, our... Well, no, it's not our first because we had Saeed, but... Uh, we have another knockout. Sawyer, they wake Sawyer up just to knock yeah, him out. seriously. <laughs> uh, I think it would have been better if they had kept him on the bed and just kind of whispered in his ear, just keep sleeping, you're dreaming, as they carried him mm-hmm. through the jungle, but I guess that works too. And Saeed gives him a little joke. He's he's like, oh, good morning, and then knocks him out. Like, it's also weird to me that they drag him through the camp. I guess they want everyone to... I guess it doesn't matter if everyone sees. Like, everyone knows what's going on. But Jack stopped punching him because it was alarming people. So yeah, this is even more alarming. They just knocked somebody out and are carrying him into the jungle. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe I... They, I this episode really could have used... Because it's so dark, it could have used some levity with the... Maybe like a weekend at Bernie's type yeah, thing, right. where they gotta get Sawyer. Uh-huh. They, gotta, they gotta get Sawyer, but of course there is a conga line that they gotta go through mm-hmm. to get to the jungle and the uh, the limbo. Um, <laughs> uh, Kate sees them and she tells them not to, but she doesn't. She doesn't stop them at all. I think I don't know. So let's maybe this is a good point to ask. Like, what is this the right call? Do you think? Obviously, like. Personally, for Saeed, it doesn't seem like he should be torturing someone. Right. But, like, they assume, and Sawyer hasn't given them any reason to doubt, that he does have the inhalers. So, like, it is kind of just like Shannon, like, Shannon will probably die at some point without those. They don't know about any cures or uh, medicines that Sun's going to find. Like, what do you think? Is this the right call to be doing? Uh, I mean... Yeah, I I guess so. I think that they could have gone about it in a much better way. Like, they've just been so hostile towards Sawyer since the beginning that, I mean, I can, like, sort of see why he's not cooperating. But also at the same time, like, a girl's life is at stake. So maybe grow some thicker skin, dude. But he... Yeah, I don't know. That's hard. I don't know. When is torture ever okay? I I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, the the torture element, I I almost don't even want to get into that debate because uh, next week's episode is a Saeed episode. Okay, sure. And I think there's some good... We'll, we'll have plenty to talk about then. But yeah, I mean, you do have to do something, I think. Yeah. Like, and this is the second episode... That's really about, like, the interpersonal conflicts instead of being about, like, you know, something coming from the island. It's just purely between all themselves. Um, I think also, too, sorry to interrupt, but, like, 
They handcuffed Jin to the plane on the beach in the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, why couldn't they have done something like that? Because I feel like they're really letting their personal feelings kind of blind them a lot. Yes. Like, there's no... Like, it just doesn't seem pragmatic. It seems like they're just getting caught up in the heat of the moment. Which I don't think that's okay. Especially because, like, Jack and Saeed are so angry. Yeah, exactly. Like, it just doesn't... It doesn't feel like they're doing it for the right reasons. Even though I think, most likely, at least Jack is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Jack's doing it because he hates Sawyer. I think he, he is doing it for Shannon. But, yeah, it's... uh. Kate certainly doesn't want them to do it, but they ignore her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Sawyer wakes up tied to a tree in the jungle. Jack tells him, we gave you a chance to do the right thing, but Sawyer isn't going to do it. Saeed is uh, sharpening bamboo shoots to put underneath Sawyer's oh. fingernails. And Sawyer says, you know what I think, Ali? I think you've never actually tortured anyone in your life. And Saeed replies with, unfortunately for us both, you were wrong. This is pretty gross. I hate this. Yeah. I don't I don't like watching it. Um, fingernail stuff really gets me. Yeah. Me too. And, like, I think you can have a fingernail even, like, pop off and it's ultimately not that bad. But it still is just gross to me. Yeah. In uh, Twin Peaks, I think is it Fire Walk With Me has the really gross one? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I hate watching that. And I hate watching this. Mm-hmm. Sawyer's trying to be tough, but eventually he just starts screaming. And uh, Jack has to stop Saeed. Uh, Saeed threatens to cut out Sawyer's eye, and Sawyer finally relents and says he'll he'll give him over, but he'll only tell Kate where they're at. And then in a flashback again, Sawyer is explaining the con to the mob boss that loaned him the money. The mob boss is saying, like, oh, that's great, but, like, where's the money from your last job then? Why are you coming to me for money? And Sawyer says, uh, what can I say? I like earning it as much as I like spending it. This doesn't. This feels like he's lying here. Yeah. Um. I wonder if it's if this is supposed to be Sawyer's first time doing this specific con. No, because it sa- he says he does it when he's when he was nineteen. Maybe on the scale. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because it was only for six k before, huh? Yeah. Um. But yeah, so the boss, you know, tells him if I don't get my money back, I'm gonna kill you. We, I believe, never see that guy again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, I I don't know his name. Uh, it's he's played by an actor named Billy Mayo. Really? Yeah. Oh, it that, says his name is Kilo. Kilo. But I don't think they ever see that. Okay. Like on the episode. I'm trying to decide if I think Kilo or Billy Mayo is a better name. Yeah. I think I gotta go Billy Mayo. <laughs> no, That's a fantastic mob boss name. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> back on the island, Kate asks Sawyer. Uh, where they're at. And uh, Sawyer still wants the kiss. Kate is understandably disgusted, but uh, she does it. Uh, and then she gives him uh, like a hell of a kiss, considering it's under duress. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very, uh, a lot of tongue. Yeah, a lot of tongue going on. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. This is this is the interesting... So, I mean, this episode kind of starts off a uh, love triangle, right? With... Um, Sawyer and Jack, uh, and Kate. Mm-hmm. It is interesting. I'm I'm wondering how much Kate is actually. It seems like she's not into this at all up until this exact moment, right? When she really, uh, she goes all in on this. But turns out it was for nothing because Sawyer doesn't have the medicine, and he never did. 
and he says <laughs> he says that the book washed up on shore uh, in the drink. Now, do you think that that is the coolest possible way to refer to the ocean? Yeah. Because I think it is. It's pretty rad. Kate disagrees with us, and she punches him in the face. And then when Kate tells Jack and Saeed that Sawyer doesn't have it, um, Saeed uh, goes berserk. He's He goes nuts. Um, and he goes to attack Sawyer, but Sawyer is able to break free. And uh, they fight, and then eventually Sawyer gets stabbed in the arm. Saeed goes back to the caves to get medical supplies uh, to patch Sawyer up, but... Um, and he, Boone figures out what they're doing because Saeed's covering blood. He is about to run out again, uh, but Shannon asks him to stay. This is this is the element, yeah, I think this is good characterization, I guess. Yeah. Th- this is cute. Meanwhile, Michael has like a few different plants that he brings to Sun. And uh, she finds the right one out of what he's brought, but uh, Jin does catch them talking to each other. I, wish, I tried to find online what Jin is saying. Yeah, I wish we had subtitles for, for this. I, there, I, I do like the element of, like, unless it's just Sun and Jin talking, you don't know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would have been good here. So, uh, Jack is pushing Sawyer's wound closed. Uh, Saeed hit an artery. And Sawyer is basically doing everything he can to, to get Jack to let him bleed out. The amount of self-loathing in this episode between Sawyer and Saeed is pretty astronomical. Yeah, this is the the angsty boys club Mm -hmm. for sure. I imagine this episode sparked a lot of fan fiction. (laughs) Um, So in the flashback, Sawyer is going to collect the the money from the couple that he's scamming. And but he sees a kid. So at this point, I think having not seen the show before, you would assume uh, this is the kid that wrote the letter to Sawyer. Uh, but Sawyer calls off the deal, and he leaves. He leaves the money, the the money that he owes the mob boss, even, mm-hmm. and uh, and he just takes off. Now, obviously, he's just reacting emotionally, but like, he hasn't. Him doing that didn't like make the situation better. Like, the husband knows that they were cheating now. Yeah. And you know, they. I guess they still have the money, but. It still is like, it still probably wrecks that family. Mm-hmm. But Sawyer wakes up on the beach. He's uh, all bandaged up. Kate says that she read the letter again and realized because of the envelope saying uh, uh, the bicentennial, uh, it was written by Sawyer. And then uh, Sawyer explains that, yeah, he wrote the letter and he ended up taking the guy's name and, you know, kind of going down the same path. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, this is pretty, I mean, this is great acting from Josh Holloway, for sure. He's phenomenal. Son is using eucalyptus to help Shannon. So I guess that's, that helps with breathing? It does. Or maybe, does it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. I don't um, know if it would really help with an asthma attack. Like, I don't know that much about it, but I know that it, it does help with breathing and, um, helping with your ear passage. Okay. I wonder if it's that Shannon just has pretty mild asthma, but it's it's when it gets the anxiety gets bad, that's what makes it bad. Yeah, the high stress. So it could just be like a placebo type thing too. But this is the second like herbal remedy we have from Sun. But like up based on Sun's backstory, she's like the 
wealthy daughter of like a businessman or right. maybe even like mob boss. So like it is, it is interesting that she has this knowledge. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's maybe just uh, oh yeah, the Asian woman would just know all these ancient herbal recipes or whatever. She knows her plants for sure. She does. Comes in handy. Yeah. Uh, Jin watches her do it, but he doesn't, he just doesn't say anything. He just watches. Um, Claire is taking a little nap on the beach and she wakes up to Charlie packing up all her stuff saying, and she's so excited. It's like Christmas morning. He found peanut butter. Are you kidding? On the island? How did he do it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he pulls it out of his bag. It's an empty jar. God, I hate this. I hate this so much. Here's what I have written in my notes. She should have killed him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine telling a pregnant woman, like, oh, the thing you've been craving, the thing that's impossible for you to get, I actually have it right here with me. It's behind my back. Here, let me, uh, uh, oh, see, here's an imaginary plate of it. Like, absurd. Unfortunately, Claire is charmed by this, and she plays along with it, and I guess is now going to move to the caves. Run away, Claire. And this was supposed, I mean... I truly thought this was, like, cute when it first came out. I don't even... Because Charlie is not quite, like, a... He's not really, like, an incel type or, like, a pickup artist type dude. I don't know, but he's in that same vein. He's just desperate for an island girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I just don't know what it is. I mean, it could just be... I was, you know, uh, 13 or 14 when I watched this. So maybe it's just a matter of me understanding how relationships uh, between human beings work now. But Charlie's stories bum me out now. I know. I can tell you, when I lived in New Zealand, I craved Mm -hmm. nothing more than Bush's baked beans. And I couldn't find it. (laughs) Nothing more than Bush's baked beans. You're thinking about those beans? I was thinking about those beans. Oh, yeah. And if somebody had done something like this to me... Oh, God. The emotions that it would have triggered. (laughs) Like, I just, I don't know. Maybe Claire's just an optimist and playing around with, playing along with it, but I would have been heartbroken. I like to think that it's because her baby is like a, like a sin eater. And Mm. she's completely, she has no anger in her, but the kid's going to grow up to be the angriest thing (laughs) of all time. And they won't know why it's so mad whenever someone gives a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I, I like Claire. That's my review of that self-love, yeah. this episode. Saeed is leaving. Uh, he's leaving in shame. Kate asks him to stay, but he says, you know, I was never supposed to do this again. And so uh, now I'm I'm just going to go map the island. Uh, he He kisses her hand. And so this is my question on this. Not to... Not to spoil anything, but this is kind of the end of whatever plotline they had for Saeed being romantically interested in Kate. They kind of set it up, I think, even just last episode, really. Yeah. And it then, came and went. Yes. Uh, they. I think it just got supplanted by Jack and Sawyer. So is the reason that Saeed is so like insanely angry towards Sawyer about Kate, do you think, a little bit? Or is it, or is that, I, I mean, it just doesn't seem like Saeed, or at least the Saeed we've seen up till this point. Yeah, I, they've definitely had their run-ins, and mm-hmm. it's been very racially charged, and I wonder if that yeah. kind of, like, was the main part behind it, but. 
Yeah, at that the is true. same time, it just I don't it doesn't make it seems like out of character that he would just jump to, okay, I gotta torture him. Yeah. It it just yeah, it seems so weird, like well, especially especially because not to you know, not to get too deep into the politics of torture, but also uh he doesn't get any information out of Square. And so like, he thinks gets what he wants. It, yeah. Um he does. He gets uh, uh, the the best kiss of his life from Kate, and mm-hmm. then um, then stabbed in the arm by Jack, which I think is exactly what he wants. <laughs> well, also Saeed uh, left, but you say, so like he yeah, doesn't have to yeah, yeah. deal with Saeed anymore. Yeah. So we get another montage set to "I Shall Not Walk Alone" by the Alabama Boys, something like that. Um, Probably my least favorite of the songs they've used so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Claire moving into the caves. Uh, we see Shannon is doing okay. Sawyer is almost burning the letter, but he's not able to give up on it yet. And then we see Saeed walking off into the sunset. End of episode. Um, yeah, this is a great one. I really like this episode. I liked it. I'm so glad that we... Got to learn more about Sawyer's backstory. Yeah, and how he isn't who he says he is. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lost IMDb rankings puts this one at number 56, uh, which seems about right. That's actually just like almost square in the middle. Mm-hmm. Let me think. Oh, no, I guess not. There's 117 episodes, and uh, but it's it's a little little higher than average. The only real reviews I could find... Because I think people were a little bit down on the moth. Um, people were talking about this one, saying it's a great episode. Uh, the main criticism I saw was uh, the montage. This is like the third one they've used to end an episode. Mm. Um, and then I think people were getting a little bit tired of it, which I think is uh, fair. It's also, the montage was the only time thus far, and I saw on the wiki... One of two times in the entire show uh, with non-diegetic music. Like, up until now, the music has been playing from Hurley's headphones. Oh, yeah. But this is the only time we've gotten a song that just is playing as part of the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than, obviously, the uh, the orchestra score, which is so good. But yeah, any, uh, any closing thoughts there uh, on episode 8? confidence man i kind of touched on it already but just the like yin and yang element of self-loathing between sawyer and saeed um i think is it's just really interesting and i'm kind of sad that saeed is gone now and i'm sure that they'll like pick it back up and you know hopefully explore that as the series goes on um but i just feel like they made i don't know it was just really well done this episode yeah yeah it is kind of like sawyer uses his uh self-hatred for bad and said uses it for good mm-hmm. uh, up until he tortures somebody right yes yeah um up until he also goes towards bad yeah well next week is uh saeed episode uh so that'll be exciting we'll finally finally get to figure out what's going on with him i'm very excited to see how that one was received uh, the, the Saeed episode? Yeah. Yeah. Just given the, you know, it's 2004. Yes. Yeah, well, we'll, 
we'll find we'll out find next out. week. Yeah. Uh, until then, you can follow us on Twitter at all the best pods. Uh, email us uh, all the best podcasts at gmail You can um, send me a postcard. You can you can call for once. Hey, you know these cell phones that we have? Mm. Uh, what if we use them to call? I know that's a crazy idea. Mm-hmm. A cell phone being used to make a phone call, but uh, could, so just call me up. Think, tell me what you think of the episode. Yes, what else, listeners? You could also make like a unique TikTok dance for you could, oh the podcast. Yes, I uh, have recently gotten fully addicted to TikTok. So I would love for there to be a TikTok dance about our podcast. I don't know. It feels like there's a lot of people on there who have the daddy issues market corner <laughs> on TikTok. But if you can figure out a way in, please let us know. Let us know. Uh, until next week, we'll see you for episode nine, Solitary. Um, until then, get lost. Get lost.